0: Welcome back, episode 102 of the Ranting Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside my co-host, Brett. And the Hito for 2C movement has officially been upgraded to the Hedo for 1C movement. No, I'm just kidding. But Hedo has been looking incredible. Lafreniere has looked a lot better. Kako, first goal of the season, Saturday night. Panarin's been more physical, producing in between the dots. We're going to talk about all that and more. But first, just want to let you all know to go to InsideTheRink.com ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get through it.
1: And we are back. Brett, how's it going? Oh, good. Uh, um, you know, we may not have Luca on the podcast, but he's here in spirit because uh, I've got a big glass of wine in front of me and, uh, and a, you know, football game on in the background as well. So, you know, if I just switch up my accent a little bit, I feel like I could just channel Luca 100%. You don't have the tank top? I, you know, I thought about putting one on, and then I was like, you know, that's a little bit too much. But uh, you know, between between watching the the Sunday night football game here in the background and and drinking this giant tumbler of wine, you know, it, it's it's like he's here, tank top or no?
0: I, I thought you were originally saying that because you were playing in, him uh, in the fantasy hockey league. That, that that was originally why I thought you were doing that. But
1: w- wait, wait, am I playing him this week?
0: You don't even know. He's snowstorm. No, he's not. No, I'm no. Not he he didn't even name his team. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, no, no. That's his brother. That's his brother. That didn't
1: uh, name his team. Well, no, his, his, they, they run a team together. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Team, yeah. Team, team Preto Yeah. Uh, who I, who literally, literally as of this moment, we are point one point apart right now. Me and Lucas team.
0: Yeah. I have 500 points.
1: And you're still losing, yeah. And I'm
0: still losing. I'm second overall in, in, in the entire league, and I'm still losing.
1: I, I said it from the very beginning, Wilbright's team. I When I when I looked through everyone's team, there was only one team in the league that, that made me nervous, and it was his team. And it made sense because he sniped four players that I wanted. So Well, it, I, I would have beat him if it, if I didn't
0: forget to put Jesper Brad in the lineup Friday night because he had 14 points, and I am losing by 13. So...
1: Well, wow. yeah. uh, that's uh yeah. how that that's how it goes, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so maybe not the best fantasy week for us, but uh at least the Rangers finished off uh strong uh this weekend after a pretty suspect week of football. I mean of hockey, I'm sorry. <laughs> can yeah, no, you, I, I was, can, like, you can you can you tell that 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 <laughs> can you tell? you tell at all that I my eyes may have glanced to a touchdown over here and I was waiting to see if it was uh if it was my wide receiver or not? No, you definitely can't. No, not at all. I mean,
0: I mean they can't, but I can.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was it was my wide receiver too. So that's why my attention got I was like, hey, bad week of football. Hockey, where it's a hockey podcast here. That's what we do. A New York oh, Rangers oh, is it? podcast. It is, that is the case. Um Anyway, yeah, a suspect suspect start to this week. Um, I I wasn't really ready to give up the ghost, unlike a lot of other people on Twitter, uh, where it really felt like people were like, all right, well, just just wipe this season off the board. This isn't going to happen. I'm like, really? Because, you know. It's five games in. And and when we've already, when you see, like, in Buffalo, how we opened, I'm like, this team can do something. It's just a matter of whether they – you know, actually put the effort in. I mean, that was the main difference too between um you know between Saturday's game um and the previous ones was just uh was just an effort because good lord we have I mean we held uh, what the crack into two shots in the second and zero shots on three power plays like are you kidding me? That's insanity. What
0: was it two uh, uh CSA cards two high scoring opportunities
1: yeah that's it yeah that's that's absurd and if you watch the game i i you know that i would be so annoyed playing against the rangers right now in fact my friend um uh jeff baker who's a uh, uh penguins fan he was watching the rangers game because he's got a couple of guys in his fantasy hockey league and he was saying he's like man are the rangers actually really good now and i was like yeah i no, think they, we they actually just have are. a system but they're they're play, But I think the Rangers are actually really good now. Yeah, I really here's do. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing. Laviolette kept the lines after that terrible loss, mm-hmm. and he was confident. Like you know what? It's four games in, which makes perfect sense. It's only four games in. You keep the lines as it is, give them confidence, let them get adjusted to the system, and what do you know? Like it, it's like a crazy concept. Just stick to the lines. Chemistry isn't created
1: overnight. Well, stick to the lines and also play your hot guys too. Like he, oh, right? he he
0: put Panarin on what in yeah. the second and third and third line. Yeah, he was double sharing last night.
1: Double shifting Panarin and also treating line two as if it was the first line. Because that was the line that was getting everything done. I will say, and and I know we want to get to our mailbag at the top so we don't end up talking over everything. So I hope I'm not talking over anybody's question here. Um but my main concern for this team going forward is is two things. It's one, I guess, can we keep a good effort going throughout the whole year? That's going to be key. But that's key for every team. That's a worry for any team, no matter who you are, because um, hockey is, you know, it's 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 like twenty percent talent and eighty percent effort. That's you have like, to get hot at the right time, also. You do have to get hot at the right time. Yeah. Um, but I just like I don't love seeing mika without a goal five games into a season you know and it's not even just like the lack of a goal it's just that that, that top line is not generating enough um but the bright side here is that our second line is just absolutely gangbusters right now and gelling i mean he turning into a uh, an unbelievable playmaker that he uh, near goal Ah, oh, so nasty
0: i lost my mind i i It's just like people look at this and like, wow, if only we knew if you like when people say, oh, that's what happens when you give them top six minutes and then people point to but they have they haven't done it consistently and their lines always change. And it wasn't a proper system. They had a short leash. These things go away in five games in and Hito Lafreniere combined for a highlight real goal.
1: Yeah. And and that's the whole thing, too, with. um the Rangers pushing basically Wilson incident and after um a pushing to be a contender right away. I I I am not a fan of Gallant or his lack of a system or his lack of coaching, but I will say to his uh to excuse him a little bit is that he had a win now mandate, and that comes from the top. And and that's what shouldn't have happened, is that we shouldn't have really been trying to push the 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 key for this team should have been for the last few years of developing the kids, giving them time.
0: It's one thing, right? If they had a really good team and then they had these kids come in and say, well, we can't really develop them right now. We got to focus on competing. But they didn't have anyone besides the kids. Obviously, they had those top veterans, right? But it required the kids to take the next step in order to compete. That's why it just didn't make sense. It wasn't just like a stacked roster and then you had kids come in and it mess up their development because either there wasn't room or you just wanted to right. play. Like i say, right? You needed them to improve. That that's why I I I don't get it.
1: Well, yeah, the long term goal was is should have always been to get the kids up and running because obviously that's the future of the team. As great as Mika and Kreider and Zabana Jet are, um, you know. Their their time as being high-end super effective players is, you know, it's not over, but it's 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 reaching that point where we're going to start seeing diminishing returns. So we need them to pick up the slack. And without them, we're not going to be really anywhere. So, you know, that 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 really is the issue that that still kind of shapes me to this day, is just that um it's taken to this point to develop them. And I think you're right that with uh, a little bit more confidence building. I mean and and the blame really doesn't even go on Gallant. It really goes on Quinn, I think, for messing up the kids. Um that's really where it where it begins. But then Gallant when he came in, he was a coach that was brought in to to vie to you know to to make playoff runs. So I, I while I don't think he's much of a coach, I also don't think that he as the line share of the blame because he was working with a set of parameters that said we want this team to make it and so he was doing whatever he thought it could to make it so i can't lay it all at him a little at anybody it's going to be david quinn for his uh, uh lack of development his weird rules lack of confidence building you know it's like larry david said when he benched kako after taking a penalty He's like what oh, yeah, are you yeah, doing yeah. you don't think the kid knows you know, it's like Larry was absolutely 100% right, and that was the big problem. And I, and I do think that that messes kids up. Uh, but I think now a lot clearly has gotten through to them because um, they're playing with confidence. And, and even if they weren't okay, getting they're, the they're results.
0: Not, they're not back on the
1: third line yet. They no, they're not. And
0: they're not on the third line. They're still nope.
1: there. They're still right there, and they're still doing their thing. And, you know, it's really starting to gel, and you're really starting to see it. Um, I mean, Hedl and Lafreniere are playing with such uh, uh, confidence now. And being able to play with Panarin is just such a godsend. Who, again, is playing like a man reinvented. Oh, yeah. Everything that we said last year about the
0: perimeter play, how the habits he's developed over his time with the Rangers, and he's got to get back to his roots and be a bit more aggressive. I mean, you see him hitting. You, You never saw him do that last year. And I'm not saying hits matter. Like to that extent where it actually impacts the game where he's supposed to, but it just shows he's more aggressive. He's able to be in the dirty areas. I mean, he, that goal last night, the the second goal. Yeah, it's not, he's not, he's not there last year. Yeah. It's, it's nice. And those are the type of plays where he will start performing in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's been it's been so great to see, and uh, I hope we see a lot more of it. But this team, I, you know, a win like that too. I think early in the season, a win like that, especially after a couple of tough tough losses and not great effort, it shows the team like, look what we can do when we play our game. Um, I, I don't want to full on, full on call it a statement game, but I think those are the type of wins that show the team, hey, when we stick to what we do well and we play our game we can just absolutely shut down a team's offense. The no shots on three power plays. I mean can, I mean three penalty kills. Can we talk about that for a second? That is absolutely bonkers. bonkers they're so. in. They're
0: yeah. they're bought in. This is this is forget different a few different players. The players here it's just entirely different than last year.
1: Yeah, no it is. And we see and we see that in a lot of different ways but um that's why I think a win like that is really important early on in the season to develop an identity and to set the bar for saying, this is what we do. Um, and so it's just, I, I'm, I'm so happy with it.
0: What will be interesting is is that in a few weeks, when other teams start having those tapes on them, how they play how their style, what happens then and how do they adjust? I, I think that that would be the next question once they get the actual system down.
1: You know honestly because I don't think it's I don't think it's just that it's like a system they're not used to seeing or or unexpected cuz like this isn't necessarily the most novel thing in the oh, NHL no, it's not exactly it's, it's, the most complex
0: thing it's just that.
1: No I I but, but what it is and it's something that I've yelled at teams for forever like the, like the thing I think the systematic thing I hate most in hockey is the passive box on a penalty kill Because all you're doing is you're just giving time and space for somebody to find somebody. I've always said, attack the puck carrier. I don't care if you're a man down attack the puck carrier, give him as little time and space as possible to make a decision, force him to rush decisions. He's going to get worse passes off. You're more likely to cause a turnover. And it's not even just the penalty kill, but that's how we're playing all along all around the ice too. Whether it's in the neutral zone, we're attacking in the neutral zone. We're standing up at the blue line. Um, aggressive forecheck and that's really what the system is is uh, it's aggressive play in all zones it's giving them no time to set up and I don't understand why some teams like us in the past few years and many other teams in the NHL the idea was you know what let's hang back maybe we can take out some shooting and passing lanes and we'll just kind of do that and play passively that shit doesn't work it never works it's never worked in any era of hockey especially though now that teams are getting faster.
0: The 131 and, is the most efficient way to to, to disrupt that speed.
1: Exactly. And it, and that is important for sure. The 131 is important. But I think the most important part of the system isn't actually how we set up in the neutral zone. It's that we are actually aggressively attacking the puck carrier at all times. And you see that because you these guys are too talented. And if you give them too much time... Um, they're going to let you up. And that's what happens. And and the moment you stop attacking and you give them a moment to look up and see who's open, they're going to find somebody. So by not allowing them to do that, it just changes the game entirely. So yeah, the one three one is huge for sure. And I do really love watching it. Um, but to me, it's, it's Laviolette's insistence. And like he said himself of just being aggressive in, in, in all three zones. Um, and, and when we see them doing that, that's the effort. We see them commit to that. My God, well, all of a sudden, we're we have one defensive defenseman, really, truly, and we're now a team that can just absolutely take the puck away from any team. I mean, the Kraken. You can see, like, oh, well, the Kraken aren't exactly a high power offense. Sure, they're not bad either. Well, yeah, but, but
0: their system—they're just known to be very aggressive. They are. They're very the fact aggressive. That you shut that down. Says something. They—they they beat Colorado in seven games.
1: Right, and it all, and it says the same thing about uh, a Buffalo shutting them down, too. Just completely shutting them down. They, they, I mean, I was at that game. They had no chance to win that game. They just generated nothing offensively. And so when you can take teams, you can just take over a game and say, like, yeah, I'm sorry. We're just going to limit your chances. Uh, I, I also believe the nothing. Rangers
0: have the most beef with the most random teams they play. Yeah, like, the I Islanders, doubt. The Rangers, they won't have a fight. Versus New Jersey, eh, maybe one. Arizona? massive fight seattle okay. massive it, it's just it, I, find, I find it hilarious although i like you like it though that they're able to you know back each other up now there's actual
1: oh fight. man that makes sense man Kreider's criders head tap on trochek when he went into the penalty box last night for fighting that was just pure gold right there i've watched that clip so many times he was so happy with him like how to go buddy way to go <laughs> good stuff good all stuff. right so
0: be- before we get to the Well, rather a short mailbag because I decided to post this last minute during an NFL game, so that's kind of on me. Before we get to it, though, I do have one question. You think? Yes. Oh, so you think Heedle's a bust? Absolutely, 100% bust. Yeah. Do, Do you think that the Heedle we're seeing is a different Heedle than the ones that where he's has like what a 10 goal streak, a five goal streak? Is this more
1: than a hot streak, or is this just a streak? No, honestly, I don't think it's a streak. Um, I've long been a big fan of his passing and his vision. I think it's been an underrated and untalked about part of his game uh, that I saw right from the very beginning. I was like, damn, he actually has pretty good vision out there. The problem was is that he's often been marooned with guys that can't finish. Now, you know, the past year or two, um, you know, with the kid line. Lafreniere and Kako were very similar to Heedle in that way that they should be scoring a lot more goals, but they aren't, you know, uh, those weren't really finishers. Um, and now that he actually has Naren and Lafreniere, who is now, uh, you know, seeming to be a bit more confident and able to bury the puck. Um, I think now we're going to see him exploit his playmaking ability. I still ultimately, and, and God, I say this, being a massive fan of phil Piedel. i mean i bought his jersey at msg in his first year because he was, was my it, favorite. was it after the overtime winner in the preseason this would what his first year is 2017 right wait,
0: wait, what do you mean by first season you mean full season or like he played a few games no no his first full season uh, okay, okay so i think it was 2017 i think right he went on like a – that was when Mika went down with a leg injury and then Hito went on like a – that that was that was the that season's like five-goal streak.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and I saw him right away and I was like, damn, this kid's talented. I really like him uh, a lot. So I, I bought his jersey. Um, huge fan. Uh, but I will say that, you know, he, for whatever reason, seems to just lack that natural goal-scoring ability. It's not that he's not good offensively. It's not that he doesn't have a good shot. It's not that he can't score goals because obviously he can. He's got a good shot. Um, but some guys just have that ability where they aren't gonna clang it off the post, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna net it. And I do fundamentally believe that Heedle is never gonna be a 35 goal scorer guy. You know, I don't think I he have has... more
0: confidence. I, I know it's kind of a contradiction of what I said when we did our uh, season predictions where I said Kaka would get more goals. But if Hito is getting actual second-line ice time now, consistently, not just consistently, he's just established as the second-line center, um, I'd argue that out of all the three kids, he's the one with the most killer instinct. Uh, I'm not saying that he has it to the point where it's uh, a 35-goal pace yet, but you see it there where, I mean, with with Kaka, that's a thing. As crazy as it is to say, and I'm the top line did much better uh, Saturday night, right? Like beforehand, they looked like they didn't look like that that line from last year. Yeah. Um, Taco's been, for me, just a a bit passive. Like like, he'll be around the perimeter, and if he has the puck, you're not getting it off him. It'll go to the blue line, um, or it'll be passed to uh, whether it's Crowder or Banajad but he doesn't like try to cut in quickly and take a shot or he doesn't like, I don't know, It's not like that finishing touch. And I don't mean just scoring goals. I mean, he does those passes where it sets up someone else, not in necessarily a scoring chance, but where they're able to take it somewhere to then either pass it then score, not initially right then and there. It's nothing immediate if that makes sense.
1: No, no, no. I I agree. Uh, Kako right now and I'm glad to say
0: that out of the three kids, he's probably and again, this is five games in. So I'm not like I'm just saying, technically speaking, out of all the three kids, is he
1: performing the least out of all of them right
0: now, which is.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. I, I think that's fair to say um, he feels a little bit like a passenger on that first line. Um i i still have high hopes for him oh, no i
0: hundreds i mean it's five games in i was just saying technically speaking
1: right yeah no no i, I think lafreniere and hedel are are of three kids are the ones that have that have shown up better this year so far um yeah no i, I agree with that and and yeah I, i'd like to see hey because you're right i think it's a difference between hedel and kakos hedel does have a uh, a better killer instinct he's more apt to make the move to try to, you know, beat a defender and get to the net to take the shot. He looks hungry to take a shot. It's just that I don't think he ultimately has that natural goal scorers touch. I think he's easily going to score 25 goals. But now what I'm thinking is I've adjusted my expectations of him because I'm seeing him do it now and and seeing that line gel is like before I was thinking, you know, He enters
0: the zone like it's nothing. Oh yeah. No, he's, he's one of the, it's
1: he's, the defenders. Like it is nothing. He's one of the few people that does too. It's incredible to watch, but um, I, I think he is just one of those guys that is going to be like, he's going to get, I, like what I would hope for him is like, he's going to score 25 goals. That'd be great. And like load up on like 45 assists, you know, that's kind of where I want to see him be. Cause I think, Playing with Panarin and playing with Lafreniere, because that's the thing about Lafreniere is that while he hasn't done a ton in his career to generate a ton of goals yet, the one thing I will say is that when he has the puck on his stick and there's an open net, he doesn't strom it. And a lot no, of people, no, no. and a lot of people, of and a lot of people will underestimate that ability in a player because those garbage goals aren't pretty, and people go, "Well, who couldn't score that?" A fucking lot of people. Okay. And if you've ever played men's league hockey, you know, sometimes you get the puck and you're sick and there's a wide open net and you're just like, nee! and you somehow biff it. Uh, it happens. And some people just have that patience and calm and they know how to just get it done. And Lafreniere has that. Anytime he's had a tap in goal, it's tapped in. And we see a lot of people and I see a lot of people in the NHL that miss that tap in goal. So it's not, a, it's not a, it may not be pretty, but it's a valuable skill. So I think playing with Panarin, playing with Lafreniere, And with his natural playmaking ability and his good vision, his passing, which we've seen now, I think Hedl is poised to rack up a ton of assists this year. Uh, A lot of good primary assists, too. For me, with Hedl, like, I don't know what to
0: say what his ceiling is. It's just because we have never seen him have consistent second-line minutes for even a span of 20 games. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't even know where this kid could go. yeah. I mean, third line, yeah, the kid line was, at times, I mean, they were the reasons why the Rangers were in those, you know, those specific games. W- what was the record again when each one of them had a point? It, it was great. I think it was like 22-0-2 or something like that. Well, yeah. But they were I mean, losing regulation. I mean, it makes sense. If if the kids, every if each one of them get a point, odds are one of the veterans did too, and then, you know, you're going to win. But it, yeah. it shows like that's how important the kids are. You, you wanna compete, you can't say, okay, we, we can't play the kids now, we gotta win. Uh, you're not gonna win without the kids. You don't have that luxury. You don't have those pieces after Mika, Kreider. You don't have them. All right, um, first question is from It's Pulse. How do you feel about having Jimmy VC in the lineup? Who do you like having in better, VC or
1: Pitluck? VC all the way. Um... VC, I think, proved himself to me last year. Uh, he's got a good effort. Um, he finishes checks. He's defensively responsible. Can you, can you believe, I'm sorry, can you believe that the biggest
0: thing we have to talk about now with lineups is a fourth line spot? How big of a luxury is that?
1: Well, I would argue we have some third line questions as well, but but sure. Okay, okay. It's, I'm, just, it's, I'm
0: just saying. It's, it's nice. Like compared it to is.
1: last year
0: and what you're talking about. No, Like, I'm not saying this is not a good question. This is a good question. Yeah, I'm it just is. saying like last year we were talking about the whole lineup and now we're talking about a fourth line spot.
1: Yep. AJ Brown just caught like a 30-yard ball to give me the win this week in fantasy football. And so uh I'm sorry. And I'm my, glad my, you're having my, good luck. my my mind my, 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 my makes, mind just my mind just left for a little bit. That was a real Luka moment too. Uh anyway, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um and, and, and Jimmy VC, I think he's I think he's the guy, at least me, he's a perfect fourth liner because with him, you don't just get a defensively responsible person. You don't just get a guy that plays with a ton of effort. Um, he's got a good, he's got a good amount of speed to him, and he's not incapable offensively either. He doesn't have a bad shot, he doesn't have stone hands, he's not the worst person to to you know to score a few goals and 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 get some support from the fourth line as well. So Jimmy VC, I think is an absolute slam dunk. Pitlick, I, I still don't even know who he is. When he's on the ice, he like. I, it's happened. I mean, because well, he's only played what two games this year, I think so far. Is that right? I believe so. I think him and VC kind of. Yeah, they've been so
0: VC played consecutive.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's played two games. Every time we went out there, I, I saw him. I was like, "Who is that?" Oh, It's Pitlick, right?
0: It uh, just doesn't. I mean, do... To be fair, that is majority of the time you're going to be your reaction with fourth liners.
1: Right, I get that, but he's. I think he's especially invisible, even for the standard of a fourth line guy. I I don't notice anything bad with him, but VC just has a lot more pop to his game. I, I think he's more responsible defensively. Um, and the, you know, and the advanced stats bear that out too, that, that, um, on that fourth line that he has the best, you know, uh, expected goals for expected goals against all that stuff. His, his metrics are, are just phenomenal. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like VC. I don't think there's any real need to mess around with that. It kind of seems like Laviolette has come to that conclusion too, because uh, now it seems like vc has been the line of the last couple games. Maybe we'll see a swap in and out. Um, but, but it's fair to experiment. I mean, this is the beginning of the season. Like, yeah, there's types sure. of things.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. Like this is the time to experiment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All
0: right, uh, next question. I don't know how to pronounce it. And I'm sorry if I'm in, uh, mispronouncing this, which I probably am. Dissam said... Is the Wheeler situation just a minor sidestep, or is it something that has to be addressed sooner than later? Now, mm-hmm. your, your favorite question here.
1: Good question. Also, also the good.
0: follow-up, which I'm assuming is a continuation of this, is is Offman the solution, or is it too early to call him out? A call him up now, and does Jury possibly have another depth move?
1: I don't know what depth move there is.
0: Yeah. What, what oh, else? We what else have can- plenty of fourth liners. No problem. Yeah. Brodzinski. We we don't have a problem there,
1: but. But there's no no third liners. No. And you don't want Trocek and Cooley playing with somebody that can't hack it. Now, to the actual original point of the question, you know, I personally was. I don't have a ton of faith in in Wheeler, but I will say watching him for five games now is that you can tell this is a guy that's been in the league for a while. Um, He does a lot of. Even when he can't make the play with his speed. Um, He knows where the puck's going to go. He knows where it's going to be. He makes a lot of tiny little plays where the puck is, you know, the puck is free and he taps it a little bit all on the boards to get it where it needs to go. You know, like he's making a lot of tiny little plays that make me go like, that's a veteran guy that knows how to play hockey. And even if his speed can't hang, he can still contribute. Um, now, whether that actually bears out for the whole year, uh, I, I really don't know. I don't think anyone can say at this point. I think it's very much a question. It's my biggest question on the team is, is that third-line role? Did Blake Wheeler really have it? Um, I don't know, but he's not – his speed I thought would be more of a liability five games in than I see it being just because he does have the high hockey IQ, playmaker – um veteran status that, that makes him not make any – I mean, has he made any mistake where you're like, oh, my God, Wheeler, what are you doing? Even our losses. If you, if the, you the once called times, him out
0: – Like, the, the only times where I'd say it is where it wasn't detrimental. It was just – when I saw them in the um offensive zone, he would – maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm mistaking him for someone else, but I think he'd tend to be the one that would eventually – uh, give it up, and then the end of the offensive zone pressure. I, I could be wrong there. Maybe, maybe I just saw it once. And I'm saying, oh, see that time season I got like. It, it, I could be 100 percent wrong. But no, no, I, I I agree with you. And also, it's you know, yeah, again, it is five games. Um, you don't really have any better options now. For me personally, I, I mean, just like Altham Cook. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, mean, I kind of want to see a quarter of the season go. Is kind of that's kind of where I want to be at. Is like around 20 games in. I think that's where you start evaluating this. Like stuff. is he
0: individually making you lose games? No.
1: No. Is he following uh,
0: that line and extremely detrimental?
1: No. No. So no, he's not. But could it be better? And 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 I and I do think I, I honestly do think uh Othman would do well on that line. I think him and Trochek and Cooley would actually be like a, a, a killer third line, and I think Othman honestly just seeing a couple of of, of uh, that
0: would be such a pest of a line I mean yeah the opposition oh my would just lose their minds oh
1: exactly and so I do think that's an improvement now I do think it's important to give Offman just like a little bit of time and that's what I'm saying like let a quarter of the season go by. let's play 20 games and I think evaluate at that point like is Wheeler is he still not generating anything offensively Is he still not really adding to that line? I know he's not going to be a huge detriment to him, but if he's not adding to that at that point, and if Hoffman is still doing well in the AHL, I think why not? Why not at that point? Yeah, no.
0: What is 20 games? December? Around then, yeah. Around then? I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, if you jinxing them having injuries every other second. I mean, we probably will have them called up (laughs) next week. Um, All right. Next question. Paco Taco asked, do we have a discussion about Braden Schneider yet? Is it actually what I was texting about so many times this week?
1: What do you what do you think? He had a couple of rough games, but I, I thought he bounced back well. Um Schneider is somebody I would like to see a lot more out of in general. Like I don't think he's taken another step since kind of he joined the NHL. Um it's but like, he's not- here's the thing. Like I he was like, what is he?
0: Like, he, he, he's a first-round pick. Like, that doesn't mean he's going to be a superstar, but, like, what what's the – what is he? Well, he
1: was supposed to be, like, Jacob Truba Jr., right? Essentially. But it doesn't look like he's packed on the size and strength that he needs to in order to be Jacob Truba Jr. Uh, and he's still young. What is he, like, 22, 3 now? Something like that? Um – I mean, he, he was only 22. He's 22. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Um, so, you know, he he still has that opportunity to do that. Uh, you know, he had a couple of rough games. He really did, where he didn't look good. And But, but let's be clear, that's also the first time since he's been up that he's been noticeably bad, too. And every guy's going to have, you know, a slump and they play bad. You know, we have no it's idea also the what. the
0: same time where they have a different system. And a defensemen... Different they're affected the most, right? Because Laviolette's whole system is the defensemen have to be more aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't, Schneider isn't an offensive defenseman. He's going to have more trouble adjusting and trying to understand the judgment calls of when do I pinch in, when don't I? And since yeah. that's not his specialty, it makes sense for him. You know, it's got to take a bit more time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I think what Braden Schneider ends up being is just a, uh, um, a guy that you don't have to worry about. About a guy that you can plug in and you can trust in a situation. Um, I think overall for his age that he came into the league and the level that he's played at has been shows that he is a good defenseman in the NHL and he will be a good defenseman. Now, whether he ends up developing like a real identity that stands out, it's, just, it's not really that important. It's, it, it's, but I understand why, but you get
0: what I'm saying? Like, we're saying Hito's like, you know, we envision him as this, we envision this player as this, like, it, it just not has always been, you know, I mean, obviously, like, the two people ahead of him are Adam Fox, right? And Jacob Trouba. they're not taking off that second line. Yeah, I'm sorry, second pairing. So he's going to be on the third pairing for the foreseeable future, right? It makes yeah. sense for him to be a bit forgotten. It's just that I don't know. For me, I mean, like, he's not a liability. He he had a rough start. Okay, big deal. It's just that, for me, it's just weird that a first-round pick, especially in New York, and it's just like, he's just there.
1: But that's, honestly, and, like, I don't really love this narrative, but, like, out of a third-pairing defenseman, like, somebody boring that you don't notice is not the worst. That's not the worst thing in the world. A good
0: third-pair defenseman is someone who you don't notice,
1: 100%. Unless you're
0: Gustafson, um, which it's in a positive way, for the record uh but well it's been both but yeah it's been both but it's just like it's to the point where the breakout is just i mean the, the difference from last year to this year i'm not saying he's the sole reason it's just nice to have another puck moving
1: defenseman oh for sure absolutely no i i, I like us a lot he adds a lot dynamically um i wish he was a little bit better defensively um
0: it's but you know because he has a few bad turnovers but it's also there are times where he just bails someone out. So it's like weird. It's usually like if they're defensive liability, they're a defensive liability. But yeah, like, like he, Tony a Tony He's a bit of yeah. a mi- – <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's yeah. a bit
1: of a mix. He is. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not a total zero defensively. Some people I've seen talking about his defensive game I was like, look, he makes some mistakes. True. Uh, but also I think when you are a more offensive-minded, puck-moving defenseman and you're in a system that is – telling you to take some chances and to pressure you're occasionally that's going to backfire and you might have a couple games in a row like the Rangers have where they were doing that a lot and it looks really bad. Uh it doesn't make me completely nervous. Like he also made some great plays last night as well where I was like, oh nice play Ghosis and you know like you read that well and you stopped the you stopped the rush. That was great. Um so he's not a total liability by any means. Um so yeah I don't really have any concerns about him. And I don't really have any concerns about Schneider either. I think I think it was just a couple of rough games and, um, and he'll bounce back because for a guy that entered the league at 20, um, as a defenseman that, you know, usually defensemen that we see coming up into the league at that age are usually the guys that are like, I'm going to go and score 25 goals my first year sort of defenseman. So the fact that he was able to come into that role, even on the third line and play well at 20 and now he's 22. Um, I don't think there really needs to be a conversation about him. Plus, you know, honestly, with the cap situation, it wouldn't be the worst thing to have a, a cheap third line defenseman. Right. Exactly. He's we not don't, meant to be, uh, he's meant to be a
0: lot more, not not 4 million, but he's not 875k.
1: Yeah. And we don't, we don't really need him, you know, putting up 55 points and demanding four and a half no, million. We
0: We just needed him for a better breakout. It yeah. just helped generate more offense because when Fox wasn't on the ice 5v5, it was a lot harder considering a lot of the defensemen. I mean, I'm not going to say aren't 100% offensively minded, but you just needed someone that was, it's their specialty was offense. Sure. Uh, oh, speaking of which, do you rather, would you rather, and this shouldn't be in point, but as we saw with the Lindgren injury, would you rather have your seventh defenseman be a player like Zach Jones, like an, no. a sort of offensive defenseman, or would no. you rather a defensive defenseman? Defensive defenseman. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, like if Lindgren's gone, yes, like people say he's the glue it, because he's the only proper defensive defenseman, right? If Gustafson, I mean, if Gustafson's gone, right, that's a problem, right? But it's not something that it's something they could. What's the word? Compensate for. Yeah. But Lindgren, it's just, you can't, you, you got to get a defensive defenseman. I mean, you could clear a cap space by, I mean, odds are, I, I mean, from what I believe is going to happen is that Jones is eventually going to be traded, not because he's better thing, but because he will get a better opportunity somewhere else. It's like the do the right thing type of thing. He's done everything you asked and there's not room here.
1: Yeah, there, there isn't any room for him, and that, that is a sad truth. And and as a seventh defenseman, yeah, if you have an injury, because even if you have somebody like um, Adam Fox go down, it's like, all right, well, that's fine. You, you, we can... you, you're you done anyway. <laughs> well, well, not done, but... You, you're but done anyway. I don't think it's seventh defenseman, no matter who they are. There's there's guys, you know, like, you could move Gustafson up if you wanted to keep that, you know, but you lose any of the other guys and I don't really want them replaced with a small puck, you know, puck moving offensively mm-hmm. minded defenseman. And, and that's coming from us who are
0: screaming about not just having the
1: big defensive, you know, sure, defensive yeah. player. Sure. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't necessarily want it to Nordy or a Nemeth or, you know, any of the other misfits that we've had in that role, but I do think as a seventh defenseman role, it's safer to have somebody like that than Zach Jones. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. No, I, I I looked um like yesterday or something, like just to see oh yeah, so whatever last week just to see what defensive defense been that are I mean, you gotta you have to get a you have to get a guy that's probably either worth the same as Zach Jones or a little bit less, right? mean, anything in yeah. that area. And it's just I mean, I have to look again, but it's not exactly it's one of those things where those defensemen are going to be traded, but it's going to be at the trade deadline. They're not they're not doing it now because teams are going to be more desperate at the trade deadline. They're going to get yeah. a lot more. And it might be a bit of a problem, but that, that, I guess that's for another day. Uh, la- last question, and this is a great question. You're going to love this one. Late night arrivals as you have to watch the Devils or Islanders went back-to-back cups. Who would you rather see pull that off? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first question I got, by the way.
1: Oh. Isles.
0: I think it's the Isles. I mean, the Devils Devils parade is just going to be talking about that the Rangers didn't win it. Not that they won it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, like. You know, the Islanders always have like little brother syndrome too. And and I and I I fucking hate the Isle. I really do. I mean not um, as bad as Jersey. But but if they, if but Jersey, the Jersey won Jersey, the cup Jersey, and they have a
0: parade, it's gonna be about the Rangers didn't win it, not the Devils won it. And that's, it's just like that's
1: no, that, that that's the real that's the real truth of it, is that I think Devils fans are far more annoying. And I think maybe also there's some like recency bias going on here, too, where the devils are just so much more likely. To make that a reality, and so it feels more threatening to me immediately. I'm yeah, like, that, that's probably. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, the Isle are going to win back to back cups. Yeah, beyond, like, gonna the Islanders is going to win four games in a row this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that might also factor into it because I I could also see like if the aisle like get really good in a couple of years, like they could end up being just as annoying as Devils fans. But you know, historically, I've hated the Devils like the most. Uh, you know, the Pens actually kind of took their mantle, uh, you know, after a while, but. But yeah, I, I gotta go Jersey. Yeah, fuck the Devils. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree. And, I have to agree with that. And their team is so damn good. I hate how much I like so many of their players too. It bothers me.
0: It's annoying because like with Pittsburgh going, you you hate Crosby, you hate Malkin, right? Like, mm-hmm. but the Devils players, like, I don't like Hughes obviously when he's playing us, but he's just like oh, he's so doing good. What the hell? He's
1: yeah, I, I I my brothers actually hate how much I like Jack Hughes. I call him my Jackie Hughes, and and they. They hate how much I, I I love him. I'm like, dude, he's just so phenomenal. It's I can't not like him. I like all the Hughes, uh, you know, brothers. Uh, you know, Luke and Quinn are are, are phenomenal. Um, and you know, their their whole team is just is just so good, um, so good offensively. It, it's just thank God they don't have a top tier goaltender because that's like the one oh, thing yeah, that's no, gonna that, hold that, them back. That, it's game over. <laughs> That's the one thing that's going to hold them back. So, yeah, thank God for that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, hey, they they have no shot at Hellbuck now. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. There we go. There's no one else, right? No, not really. I mean, they can always, you know, they can always trade and figure something out. But, yeah. uh, No, I'm saying,
0: is there someone that is known to possibly be on the the trade block? I mean, to be perfectly honest. I
1: guess, but it's just like that doesn't really concern me. No, it really doesn't. Uh, that's the thing, too, is that like when you, after doing like seven or eight different fantasy hockey drafts, there really is only five-ish top flight goalies in, in hockey. Yeah, that's and- why
0: you see what I do every single week. I use all my four waivers on just getting the starting goalie that week because yeah. I picked my goalie in like the second to last track because I'm like, what am I doing? I'll just pick the top players now. Yeah, why am I getting a goalie just for the sake of? I have to get a goalie. I'll, I'll just claim it from waivers.
1: Yeah, if that's you, what if I did you, tonight. If you miss out on that top five, I mean, that top five is pretty obvious too. It's Chessie, it's Sorokin, it's Soros, it's Hellebuck. Um, Best you say? No, I wouldn't. And he's injured oh, really? too. Yeah, he's kind of well. He would be if he wasn't injured, but that kind of t- well, takes that out right, of the equation. Right, we're
0: ta- but we're talking in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, and then after that, you have, like, some mid-range uh, – and Anger. Oh, my God, I forgot onger sure. Those are the five. And then, like, you have Georgiev, but he's, like – that's more of, like, a good goaltender on a great team sort of scenario. Right, 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 right. You, you just farm those that,
0: – that's what I did. You farm those Ws with Johansson, who's taking over for Vasilevsky for Tampa. Yeah. I just swiped him in the last round of the draft. I'm like, he, he's just going to get wins just for the sake of getting wins. doesn't matter if he's good or bad.
1: Yeah, although man, Tampa's not. Been oh great. yeah, no. <laughs> of, co- of
0: course, they're they're bad when I pick, and of course Ovechkin does he even have a goal yet? He doesn't have a goal yet. Him and Mika, wow, that's probably the first time
1: in their career they've both gone five games without. Ovechkin scoring. had
0: a had a bad streak to begin with. I don't think it was this long. Uh, of course, it is when I draft him, but yeah, well, that's what happens. M- makes sense. All right. Well, this was the end score. Oh. God. I lost by seven and I lost by seven points. I would have I would have even if I had Jesper lined lineup Friday night. Uh that's a shame. That, that sucks. That absolutely sucks. Especially versus the arguably right now the best team in the league. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. So if Will Wright is listening to this, uh yeah. Hell of a matchup. And uh and When you meet again, good, you'll, ab-
1: you'll absolutely destroy Berkey because his team is garbage and is overperforming I, right now. I'm and, sorry, I'm sorry. Did I and did the I, lob, I'm just gonna look and, at and, how and, many and,
0: and, points you have this week. Just, just oh just, you wouldn't you, you would have beat me this just week. To, I but had 506 and you had yeah. 361.
1: Yeah, no, you would have beat Their me.
0: The retirement week. home squad would have taken the W right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean that happens sometimes. It, it, it's one week of hockey, and sometimes your guys just don't light it up, but my my team is gonna light it up and also you were doing zero points where is where is Svechnikov he was supposed to he was supposed to possibly start the season and now he's still still on the reserve I thought I thought it was like end of October
0: beginning of November that's not what I've heard I mean I have Logan and Spurgeon but they clearly just don't exist anymore
1: no they don't that's too bad but yeah, no, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Every any 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 single that's why the playoffs in this league are uh, are, are are two weeks because one week of hockey anything can happen. It's a crapshoot. Right, right. It makes sense. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm not. I couldn't be couldn't be less worried about my team. And again, I'll say this on the podcast: if you want to put a side bet on what team ends up with more points at the end of the year, I'm so happy to do that. And that, that one
0: I'm going to think about because I'm first of all I'm winning right and now if you,
1: but and if, you, and if you yeah you're winning right now and if you don't you're a minute i
0: take that bet nathan mckinnon's got to get injured crosby's got to get injured eichel's got to get injured uh mcavoy's got to get injured well maybe yeah. you
1: shouldn't have uh, chosen such an injury prone cast of characters for your team hey
0: having the fifth overall pick is like the worst pick in the draft it's not great it's not great but it did get you mckinnon that's yeah. I don't know how I got him at fifth, but yeah, I was more more than happy to take him. By the way, I we, we forgot to say last week, I did predict some that you were go to target. I did predict some.
1: Not really, though. You were way off. What are you that talking list, about?
0: That list is way off. I was like, most what, of what are you talking about? There were why? three. There were three that you said cousins. Um, which I'm still mad it? I didn't get. Uh well, yeah, because he got taken like. Three rounds before he should have. Like the whole point of sleepers is that you're supposed to take them when no one went a little earlier than this uh than people would expect. Not yeah. Definitely. Because
1: because I'm a big, big fan of the of the workhorse from Whitehorse, huge fan of him, big fan of the Sabres team. Hey, I'm just glad I picked up Jeff
0: Skinner. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, that, that was I, I, I don't know how, just coincidentally, you're the commissioner and I've been the the what's it called? The line you for burn. waiver claims, I've been like 12 for the past two weeks. Yeah, just keep, coincidence that you, you, you got you keep, Skinner and your are you I'm just saying. Because you, you keep burning them on backup goalie. Well, I have that's to. I have <laughs> no
1: that's not my fault that you keep burning well, I don't even know how to wire. pronounce his
0: name. Well, what, what, My right now is, well, I just had him just from tonight, is James Reimer. Uh, how do you pronounce the Arizona goalie uh, goaltender's name? Melka? Oh, uh, hold on! I need to look at it to pronounce it correctly. Jamelka and Johansson from Tampa. Like, I, like, the, like, two of these goalies aren't there to like tomorrow, probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you're always at the bottom of the wave order, then, and that's why you don't get Jeff Skinner. I don't know who or why they dropped Jeff Skinner after, like, oh, he didn't score a goal in his first two games. I'm gonna dump him. I'm like, dude, that's a point per game player playing on like one of the highest powered offenses. He's playing first line. So first you still own
0: power from me and Jeff it's Jeff Skinner. Oh, you couldn't give me one Buffalo player. Oh so good.
1: I love it. Hey, I'm representing here.
0: All right. Wait no, minute, you have
1: three. What do you mean? Don't you that. Well, Oh no, but, no, you
0: didn't get cousins right, right,
1: right, right. No, Anyway, anyway, I, anyway, but we, but got, do, we gotta get I, a,
0: a bit back to Rangers hockey. <laughs> but I do, but
1: I do, but I do a Levi. So there is three. Oh, you didn't
0: even give me one. Not no, one. absolutely. Owen Power wasn't like the second, third to last round. Couldn't,
1: I know. I just. Oh. Uh, he looks good too, man. If you if anyone's still listening and you, you haven't watched Buffalo play this year, do yourself a favor and watch Buffalo. Game. That's, a, that's a fun, fun, to fun team to watch. Yeah. Not, not opening night though. Not opening night. Not nope. opening night. No, nope. they're a good
0: team. Any concerns right now? I know it's five games in, so we established that there might be concern with the other, but still have to wait a bit. Kako's a bit past it, but again, that line did look better last night. Heedle and Lafreniere, well, Hito more, they have looked so much better. And Panarin is producing in between the dots and is physical. Yep, yeah, that's accurate. I I I mean I'm I'm sorry, but this is exactly why like people don't say trade a point per game player that scored ninety points because one time when no one else produced either to trade him. (laughs) Imagine if we would have traded him. Yeah, and he did this somewhere else now. Oh, be lunacy! Oh, who would have thought? Who would have thought when no one performed? I, 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 I I I honestly I I don't I don't I don't get it. It's just like. I mean, with Mika, though. He, by the way, he did get a goal. I mean, it was called
1: off. I'm like, how many offsides calls are we going to get? Are we going to break the record? Dude, offsides, it shouldn't even be a reviewable thing. I mean, I know I went on a rant before about that, but it really shouldn't. It's so annoying. I'm so over it. I, I don't want every time there's a goal to be like, oh, is it going to stand? I hate it. It's so annoying. I mean, I'd mean, i I'd say goal,
0: goal interference, at least, you know, that makes sense. But they don't know their own rule for goal interference.
1: I'm gonna start playing copywriting music. So hold well, hold on, again. hold on. Jonathan
0: Quick only let up one goal last night. Right. Yeah. Don't doubt Benoit. Lair. He by got way, seven,
1: he,
0: had 17 shots on that. Well, but by, by the way, by the way, you know that signature save he has where he slides across and he has that glove low and he always robs them like that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's just like every time I see that, it's like, well, you used to you get like PTSD, like, oh no, 2014 all And then it's just like you see it, and you're like, wait, that's for us? that save us for us? It is, yeah. It, it felt so weird. And I know people are like, oh, it's 2014. Like, no, no, no. They went to the finals. That was, Henrik Lundqvist's only time he got it to the finals. So no, I, I'm not exactly going to forget it. Um, all right. We got anything else? Or are we wrapping it up here?
1: That's uh, fine. It's time to wrap it up, music, uh, which is what i will go to from now on. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Quick, he had 17 saves. He looked. At, he made a couple of decent saves. I don't really. I I still no, do did, not. He did. Look,
0: I, he did look bad in the first two periods. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Did. Like there were times where I'm like, he's not. He's off angle and he's not reacting on time. I mean, like the first goal, I'm pretty sure hit the middle of the net. Yeah, um, I, I I still. But he did have a third. Credit one to. He, he
1: he did. I still do not think that he's a viable backup for the for the rest of the season. They're gonna have to figure something else out. Yeah, like, like the thing with Hawak was the difference was is well, one the
0: Rangers weren't playing well when he was in that right to the season before right he at least showed that he you know didn't fully decline yet right he could be a serviceable a serviceable backup goalie yeah quick it didn't seem that even prior
1: no no i don't like it and i don't think it's gonna last and i think you get two points when quick played that yeah no absolutely absolutely
0: all right i guess we're gonna wrap it up here